everyone. I'm Rachel Poli with Ari Meglin, and we're your host for the Merry Writer podcast. We are on episode 56, and this week's question is, when and how did you begin writing? Before we begin, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening so you never miss a show. And if you enjoyed this episode, please give it a like. So today is actually World Creativity and Innovation Day. So we thought it would be a cool idea to discuss our own writing on the podcast. Ari, I'm going to ask you, when and how did you begin writing? I'm just going to nip in and also say it's also World Stationery Day. So for all those writers who are thinking about whether they should buy another notebook, you should. This is the day you're allowed to. I'm definitely going to go buy some colored pens. More more notebooks, the more the merrier. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Okay, getting back to the actual question on the podcast. Um, I did begin writing when I was very young. I think it was about eight. And it was during a creative writing class in... No, no. It was during a creative writing exercise in primary school. Um, yeah, so about eight, eight years old. Yeah, I think that's right. Um, it's where I fell in love with the idea of telling stories. I already had a kind of passion for listening to stories. And we used to have this really old collection of magazines and matching cassette tapes. Show my age again where the narrator would read through the stories, but you had the magazine in front of you and you could obviously follow along. And we used to listen to those um, during really long car rides, you know, whenever our parents were like, well, you were going somewhere really boring. It's like, always brought those tapes along. And it's really funny because I found them recently. They're in my parents' shed and I'm having them arranged to come back over here because I'd love to see them again. And if I do, I will definitely try and get some photos because they're like so old because so am I. <laughs> I love how nonchalant that was. Just gotta accept it now. Pass that, that that age bracket. I just don't care anymore. So yeah. So to me, most children learn stories during play. You know, you, you get toys when you're little, and even when you're like really little, when you're like a toddler, and you give them names, and you make them walk, and you make them talk, and they go on adventures across the sofa and things like that. Uh, <laughs> It's sounding way better in my head. I don't think it sounds just that good. And all that play is really a way for building up stories. And I was really big into that when I was little. So moving from stories with my toys to writing down those stories so that I had them all the time was quite an easy leap. And I say easy in the sense that I, I really enjoyed the idea of writing stories. Not easy in the sense that I was not actually very good at writing and reading When I was little, I struggled. I actually was behind in the class for a very long time throughout most of my primary school years and into high school. It's a shock that I actually am a writer because I struggled so badly to to spell and to to form sentence structures. And I was very slow reader and I'm talking like really slow and I would mix my words up, but I didn't have dyslexia. So I was just bad at reading. (laughs) That's what it was. Hey, look at you. You persevered. <laughs> oh, I did. It's like looking back, it's really freaky of how bad I was um, compared to what I am now. I always remember in school, we had these set of books and you in primary school and you had to read through them and they all had colored stickers. So the first one was pink, then red, orange, yellow, light green, dark green, all the way up. And then the top ones were silver and gold. And that was like it was supposed to be as you read through them throughout your ages, it showed the sort of like age level you're at you know as you've got older your 
reading ability was supposed to increase and get better. And most people, when they got to the end of primary school, would be in the silver and gold. I think I was at yellow. So I really struggled. And then seeing how I am now, it is like, wow, how did I, what did I do to just flip over and suddenly be a lot better? I don't know what it was, but maybe it was writing. Who knows? <laughs> anyway, I digress. So since when I was playing with toys, they were mostly animals. I wasn't really big on the dolls. Not a, not a Barbie fan or a like, you know, baby in a pram rubbish. I, I like the little zoo animals and the little, you know, little plastic animals, that was my thing. So kind of wasn't a big surprise that my love of books came along, sorry. Kind of wasn't really a surprise that I particularly love animal stories, such as Winnie the Pooh, Animals of Farthing Wood, Redwall, and obviously as I got a lot older, things like Plague Dogs, which is really depressing, and Watership Down, which obviously all feature animals. So that was the sort of thing I started to write when I wrote. Like a lot of my older, sorry, a lot of my earlier stories were very animal focused. And then in my first year of high school was probably when I started to write more. In my first year of high school, that's when I probably started to write with a bit more intensity and all the other stories I'd written were done in longhand in a pad. So obviously I got to the end of the pad and it's like I'd said another one and it was very messy and you couldn't really edit very well and it was slow. So then I moved to a typewriter and used up a lot of ink, spent a lot of money on ink. <laughs> but I still never exceeded more than 100 pages in stories. So it wasn't until I got like middle of high school and then I got a computer and then boom, I was able to do proper long stories, full chapters, you know, well, mostly scenes, let's be honest. Sometimes they get end, end up in chapters, but mostly scenes. And that's when I started writing like, you know, into the hundreds of thousands of words for a story and, you know, loads more pages. And yeah, it kind of really took off from there. And I just haven't stopped since. I enjoy. All right. So for those of you guys who don't know, Ari and I, we have been talking to each other for a few years. We, I mean, we met through our blogs and then, you know, long story short, here we are. But we've never actually discussed how we started writing before. So this is all new to me. And it really does amaze me. The more we talk, the more I realize how alike we are. Because you, you mentioned that you used to listen to stories and you would have cassette tapes for the car ride and stuff. I used to go to the library with my sister and we would get cassette audiobooks and we would listen to them um, on our cassette player uh, while we fell asleep. And we would be lying in bed. And when it was time to flip the cassette tape over, that's when we knew, okay, it's time to go to sleep. And then the next night we would listen to the other side. And those cassette tapes were always Hank the Cowdog. I don't know if you know those books. No, never heard of that, but it sounds awesome. Hank the Cowdog is a dog <laughs> and he was a detective. And it was a comedic mystery story for kids. It's it was delightful. I actually still have the books. Uh, and like you, I was never big on dolls either. I had the American Girl dolls. I actually had a bunch of them. And I did have Barbies, but they were always the bad guys. I had Ninja Turtle action figures and stuff and like the little Pokemon action figures. And we used to just, my sister and I would make the Barbies the bad guys and 
because Peter Pan is my favorite. Jasmine is her favorite. So we had little action figures and we would play Peter Pan and Jasmine. And <laughs> we used the bitty baby diaper bag as a shop. So our um, like stuffed animals, she has Snoopy, I have a giraffe, and they opened up their own lemonade stand <laughs> and menus and everything. But, Aww. you know, you say like, most children learn stories during play. We're all using our imagination. And even though we're not actually writing down the stories, that's what we're doing. We're, we're building our own little world. We're building our own characters and stories. And we're just, it's just all imagination. And it's uh, like those memories, those memories that you have playing with your toys when you were a kid and the same with me, like we're always going to have those. Will they ever be written down? No, no, they will not. <laughs> but we will always have those memories. And that right there is just having that strong imagination. That's where you get your whole start. Definitely. It's cool. Yeah. I can't so. comment on the typewriter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think my parents got me a computer literally because I used to type. And I, because it was the keys are so hard and sometimes they would be very faint when they hit. So you had to really clank it. So when I learned to type on the type, it was like, and I would sit in the common room in like the living room area where other people were and they hated it because you couldn't watch TV with in the back and I'm really loud. And because I could type fast, even on a typewriter, it was just constant. And um, so then it was like, yeah, let's get a computer and put it in a room. <laughs> One of these days I'm going to try to find a typewriter and actually just give it a shot because I would love to have a typewriter. Yes. See, see, get the feel of it. Um, yeah. But yeah, back, back in the day, we, we had a family computer and we had a desktop that was in the basement and my sister and I, we, we wouldn't fight over it, but we would kind of fight over it because obviously that was the only computer in the house and we both enjoyed writing and there were always those like little computer games that we would play and stuff like that. And, and then our mom would be talking on the phone. So we couldn't do anything on the computer <laughs> because of the internet. Oh yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to ask you a follow-up question. The novels that you're working on now, like where did those come from? Like how long had, like how long have you been writing before you came up with the ideas that you're working on now? Um, well, The Blessed is the one I'm working on currently, um, and that's been in the works. I think that was a spark about five years ago, but I only started really trying to get into it about two years ago. Um, and it's a trilogy, and obviously I've written a lot for all three books, so it kind of... But I, I was... I mean, the first things I ever wrote were um, two full-length sci-fi novels after my, obviously writing in a part about animals. And then I wrote three um, police procedural crime novels. Oh. And then I started fantasy. So it wasn't like I started fantasy. I, I started with, sci I love sci-fi. So I started with sci-fi and then um, book one, I, I had two, two books of a trilogy, sorry, manuscripts, two manuscripts of a trilogy sorted. And then book one corrupted and I lost it. Oh. And then half of book two corrupted, but um, an IT teacher of mine managed to salvage it for me. And then, yeah, so I tried, I, I left that and went to a different sci-fi. And then I, 
I don't know. I think I get caught on things if I'm watching something or if like something comes out like it might have been that I was watching NYPD Blue and suddenly really want to uh, write police procedural stories and, and mysteries. And then, you know, I move, you know, I'll have watched Willow and that will have brought me onto fantasy. You, it's usually a movie that kind of triggers something. And I'm like, oh, and then I went on to fantasy. So I have been, let's see, Dark Heart series started <laughs> when I was in, when I was 18, <laughs> that was a long time ago. As I said, it's about eight to 10 books long and there's, I have written so much of it. It's just not in order or in segments <laughs> for books, but there's a lot of stuff there. Um, so yeah, I have been writing for a lot, but I wrote, I, I was writing throughout most of my teenage years. Um, and I wrote full stories back then. So I have written, I've probably written about eight to 10 books before I got to the, the one I'm working on now. So <laughs> I just didn't do anything with them. <laughs> no, I, I'm the same exact way. I've written, I have a, quite a few complete manuscripts, but none of them will ever see the light of day. No. Or it's one of those where if you ever got time, <laughs> time, it's so funny. Um, <laughs> you go back and look at it, and then with that more mature writer in you that's been that's got enough experience behind you to go, but that's potential, and then tear it apart and write it with the the stronger writer you are now. I'd love to do that, but I haven't got time. I've got enough stories now to deal with without looking back at the ones that were okay. <laughs> <laughs> I know. When I retire. Were just okay, though? <laughs> <laughs> there are parts where I'm like, wow, that was good. Even now, because when I packed up, I had one called Dare. Um, it was book one in the Belmara series, which has not been fully stopped. It's still in there. And I remember I did flick through it before I packed it away and archived it. And I was like, wow, that was a good scene. Oh, yeah, that was a good scene. And then there's some others where it's like, wow, that dialogue sucks. Jeez. I don't even like that main character. But yeah, so that's why it's, that's why we don't throw things because you just don't know. Might get to retirement age and decide that that is my project. I'm gonna pull it out and rewrite it. Well, that's the thing, isn't it? It's so funny to keep everything that you've written long ago in the past because you can really see how you how you grow as a writer. And there are certain scenes and dialogues and stuff that you look at and you're like, wow, this is actually pretty good. Whether you still feel that way now or whether you look back on it and say that was a really good line for me to write at the time in my whole writing stage. Yeah. That doesn't make sense, but whatever. We're, we're still in that writing stage. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going with it. It's already up. <laughs> it's like that, those art challenges you see where you get someone who'll put a picture up of like, you know, the photo, a picture they drew in 2000 and then a picture they drew in 2010, the same image. And it's like, wow. Yeah. So maybe, maybe writers should do that. We should take a really old shitty thing we wrote 10 years ago and then rewrite it with the 10 year difference of experience and put them both up and like this was the original <laughs> this is what I did and see what people think it could be that people prefer the old one that would be yeah, embarrassing you never know you never know that's actually a really cool idea to do that <laughs> I actually did something similar to that uh I don't know like a year or two ago on my blog I um I took the first chapter of the very first thing that I wrote and I put it up on my blog and I made comments and notes on it. And I was more, more or less roasting myself. That was a lot of fun though. I enjoyed that. <laughs> I love that roasting yourself. Yeah. Because <laughs> I wrote it when I was 10. 
So it's awful. <laughs> You're roasting your 10-year-old self. That's so mean. Oh my gosh. No, because it, it was just so poorly written. And I you posted that on a website. Yeah, but I posted it on a website and so many people were like, this is amazing. And looking back on it now, I'm like, no, who thought of that? Oh, they were just being nice. They were your super fans from way back when. I know, from way, way back then. Let's let's talk about how you started. Let's, uh, let's hear your embarrassing stories. Oh, yeah, my embarrassing stories. I just told you one. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, that's going to lead me into this because... As you said earlier, it's also World Stationery Day. So speaking of stationery, that's actually how I started off writing my books. I was 10 years old and I wrote entire novels in a one-subject notebooks, nope, in a one-subject notebook. And chapters were only a page long. They were sometimes less, half a page, two sentences. And I drew pictures to go along with it. And of course, it was all Ninja Turtles fan fiction, which is actually the first chapter that's the story of the first chapter that I posted on my blog and roasted myself for. Uh, my sister found a website called fanfiction.net and she began writing on there and of course I wanted to copy her and she let me write a Ninja Turtle story on her account since I wasn't technically old enough to have my own account on there. And the story still exists. It's a hundred chapters long and it's over 86,000 words and I had a total of 58 stories posted on that site. And it amazes me that I wrote so much when I can barely be bothered to write my own original work now. <laughs> and no, I am not saying my username. I am not going to let you guys go on fanfiction.net and look me up. <laughs> but if, well, <laughs> if you want to look at what I wrote, go find it on my blog. <laughs> and you can make fun of me alongside me. <laughs> But a few years later, I found their sister site, Fiction Press, which was essentially the same thing, but it was all original work. And I tried to write some original work on there, but I had way more fun with fan fiction. So I kind of stuck with the fan fiction and I don't really know why I didn't care too much for original work, which is so bizarre now. But anyway, in 2008, my sister discovered NaNoWriMo. I made an account on there about a week into the month of November. So I didn't do anything on there because the perfectionism in me was like, there's no way I'm gonna win this challenge because I didn't get to start on day one, blah, 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 blah. So I explored the website and the forms and got a feel for what NaNoWriMo is and what the challenge is like. Between the end of 2008 and during 2009, I wrote my first official original novel. It was called Diary of a Lover. And no, I'm not going to explain what it was about. <laughs> I still have it. The manuscript is completed. It's under my bed and that's where it's going to stay. But I, I wanted to take NaNoWriMo and I wanted to see if I would actually be able to write 50,000 words in a month. So during that in-between year, that's why I wrote Diary of a Lover because I wanted to see if I could actually write a full novel. So then in 2009, when uh, NaNoWriMo happened in November, I wrote I officially participated in it and I wrote 50,000 words of a novel. I don't think I finished it, but it was called The Others. And unfortunately that got corrupted and I, I lost it forever, which is probably fine because it probably wasn't good anyway, but I'm, I'm lucky I remember what the title was. <laughs> Aww. 
and then from there I've always just keep I've always written ever since then I have participated in NaNoWriMo every year since and like you I have a ton of manuscripts that I've written and completed but they're not edited and finally in 2011 my sister and I went to Barnes Noble to have a writing session and I had no clue what to write about so I decided to write a mystery and the first line I wrote was it was a dark blustery night it was raining and I was wet And I thought that was the most brilliant line ever. And I was cracking myself up over it. And that was George. 10 years later, he's still being a pain in my ass, but total different personality now. (laughs) Oh, I kind of like that. I like how we met how George was born. (laughs) That was so nice. It's just a random first line. Cause I, I was trying, I was thinking like Pink Panther. Yes. Which he is not like that anymore but in the in the beginning that's how he was he was a he was a dope <laughs> yeah that's good though it's like it's it it's very it's awesome seeing as a writer how how you've sort of moved along but how the character because we, we write these characters for so long especially me and you how they change in the years because we change so our experiences as we get older we get saltier and crabbier <laughs> we can put more of that into these characters get rid of all that carefree happy spirit they have and, you know no gone <laughs> they can now be you know gritty and angry <laughs> and that's exactly how george is he's 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 salty about everything <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's why it's like if you want to write a happy novel do it when you're younger and you have a little bit more hope and faith with yourself and everything and as the older you get it's just just salty constant yeah. yep. <laughs> salt and vinegar that's what it is <laughs> really really hungry for chips now yeah <laughs> so so diary of a lover is not gonna be released anytime we can't we can't oh pick god it. no <laughs> no I don't even, I'll have to pull it out and show you at some point. I can't even remember how long it is. Can I ask a question? Depends. Is it, is, is Diary of a Lover Lover something that, that if it had been published, that you would be happy with your parents reading? Or is it something not? Oh, oh yeah, no, that would, it's not like that. (laughs) Just, just checking, just checking. (laughs) No, it's written as um, diary entries, and uh, I think the main character she she was like obsessed with like this person in her class. I think that's what that's if I remember correctly that that's what it was about. <laughs> I do I do like those ones the, the diary entries. I know they were, they were big at one point, weren't they? Mm-hmm. Um, but I remember when I was younger, there was a book called, this is what I try to remember. I have no idea who wrote it. And it was called um, Letters from a Lovelorn Teenager. And I used to read it when I was younger. And it wasn't a diary, actually. It was letters. So the, the main character was a teenage girl. And she would write letters to a, a magazine agony aunt. And then obviously you wouldn't see the reply. You wouldn't be like her letter and then the agony aunt's letter. But obviously she would respond in her next letter to the agony aunt's like suggestions. Oh, interesting. And it was, it's actually still, I still have a copy. And every now and then it's one of those books where I'll just 
pull it out. And if I'm if I don't need a book, I need to think heavily with. I just like so, um, something I've read before, something really light, and I will read it again. And um, it, yeah, because she had a crush on some guy at school who was like, you know, she called him the vision because he was really attractive. And it was how she was trying to deal with this. And she had an older sister who was a bit of a nemesis. And, and it was just really, really funny. And I actually liked that style because I know there was what, um, you know, Bridget Jones's diary, you've got the diary of Adrian Mole. So there's all, quite a few like that. And I don't know, I think, I think they should come back. I think there should be more diary slash letter books out there coming out so if you've got one if you write one do let us know because I would love to read another one of those yeah I mean honestly I actually had a whole series of these planned out I can't remember what some of them were but I do remember one of them was diary of a killer that would work yeah I mean hey who knows maybe at some point I will end up writing it Because clearly, I I love death and (laughs) so. (laughs) I I have to make a comment on something you said in your answer. Um, So you had a story and it's still on Mm fanfiction.net. A hundred chapters? A hundred chapters in 86,000 words? Yep. Ow. 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 That that hurt me in my soul when you said that. (laughs) Please tell me you don't still do that. A hundred a hundred chapters. Oh God, no. <laughs> no. So the thing is, the reason why it was so long was because it was really popular. So I just right. kept going with it. Yeah. And no, of course, awesome. little ten-year-old me, I was like, "Hey, people like it. People like <laughs> me. Yay!" <laughs> so I just I rolled with it. Oh no, I like that. Not the hundred chapters that scares the crap out of me. <laughs> I mean, well, to be fair, it is only 86,000 words. True. Which, that's like a regular novel. That's a normal novel. I think it's just the idea of, like, in small little chapters, it's just, it's giving me anxiety. (laughs) Well, you know, but also, that was, that was the thing back then. That's how you got people to come back. That's how you, you kept the story's longevity because people would always be expecting a new chapter. And then like, once the story was over, then it's like, well, I want to keep them coming back in some way. Yeah, yeah. I I still think we should, we should put a link to the story, the chapter that you have on your website that you roasted yourself. I think we should put that in the description below. (laughs) If I can find it, I will, I will do my best (laughs) to try to find it. (laughs) And actually, to be honest, I think on my blog, I think I did link to my fan fiction profile. <laughs> so maybe people will end up finding it regardless. Could have be a whole set of new fans though, you know, mm. loving the original stories. Cause the thing is, there are people who do that. Aren't there? there are authors who then publish like old stories from when they were younger and people like it because there's a, there's almost like a genuineness, not a word. <laughs> but yeah, like it's it, they get to see a bit more about the author, and you know, remember people, it's not just a story. We, the author, are part of the brand, and for some weird reason, readers actually like to know more about the authors. Still weird, but yep. Yeah. Yeah, so we have to think about that. So yeah, even though it might be a bit of a weird story, or as you said, from a ten-year-old, where it's there's probably errors and run-on sentences and, and just the worst dialogue you'll still get people getting really excited for it yeah that's true that is true 
I feel so sorry that you lost your stories, that your story, the others. It's the fact that we've both had stories that got corrupted and it just, it hits you so deep. And I don't know if it's the same with you, but as soon as I lose a story, even if I have a lot of it in my head, I just go, yeah, I'm not rewriting that. Oh yeah, no. It's sometimes it's just too much. I mean, if I lost George, for example, then yes, I would totally rewrite that. I've already rewritten it 600 times. So what's one more? But it's still, it's still so heartbreaking. Because yeah. I didn't just lose that story. I lost, I lost a, quite a few other manuscripts because my flash drive broke. Actually, no, it wasn't even the, the flash drive. It was the USB port of my laptop. And that was broken and I didn't realize it. So it kind of corrupted the flash drive. And then um, I thought it was just the flash drive, but then I tried plugging else, plugging something else in to the USB port and nothing worked. And it dawned on me that oh. a USB port was frying everything. <laughs> no, it, it, it. honestly, I, I've written tweets and I've lost them. And I've been like, I'm not writing that again. So I've got no chance. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Sending a text that's like five lines long and it's like, oh, it's gone. Yeah. Then I'll just put, thanks, hi. Yeah, you're get, you're getting a one word answer. That's it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we've got no chance of rewriting a novel if we lose it. That's why no. we're very big on protecting no. our work now. <laughs> but this is why we always tell you guys to back up your stuff. Actually, I shouldn't say we always tell you. We haven't actually said that in a really long time. But back up your stuff. This is your friendly <laughs> reminder. <laughs> yeah. Save yeah. it to a flash drive. Email it to yourself. Save it to Dropbox. Google Drive. Do all that fun stuff. Yeah. Just because you can never have enough backups, honestly. Mm-hmm. Just seriously. Right. And then you have to keep them all uniform with each other. <laughs> <laughs> That's where I fall down. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Me too. But at least you have something. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, on that note, I think um, that's it. That That's my story. That's Ari's story. I hope you guys in, enjoyed that. And I hope it kind of intrigued you a little bit. And we hope you just enjoyed this episode in general. So do let us know when and how you began writing in the comments or on Twitter using the hashtag The Merry Writer Podcast. And if you want to get some extra content, head on over to our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash The Merry Writer Podcast. You can support our show, and for as little as $1 a month, you can get extra bonus content. And tune in next week for another episode of the Merry Writer Podcast, where we ask all the right questions. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. This podcast is brought to you by Excessive Caffeine. We drink a lot. The music titled Inspired is by Kevin McLeod, licensed under Creative Commons 4.0.